This weekend at the box office was Jordan Peele's latest a bona fide box office smash? Nope. Did it bring the director his first bomb at the box office? Nope. How was the movie? Dope. We're going over everything that happened at a theater near you on this, the 206th episode of What's in the Box Office. Welcome to What's in the Box Office, your weekly look at movies and the money they make. Each week, we sit down and pour over the weekend's box office returns and tell you what we think they mean for the industry at large. I'm your host, Brian. And I'm your host, Noah. I hope that... <laughs> that's, that's what I got. Uh, I mean, you, you know... hope. Yeah, it's like a, it's sort of like an existential fear. Like, am I who I am? I see. I get all I... What is it, what is it to be me? I think I okay. am my true so, self. You don't hope for anything. You just you you the verb wise you hope. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I I hope that I I hope that I am living up to who it is that I am. Okay. Uh, instead of not doing that, I I also hope that uh, my top five is. Living I often up to- hope that <laughs> when I'm doing something or like something, it's that I'm that thing and not that as well. Yeah, well, it's like it's like imposter syndrome, you know. I hope that I'm not whatever I'm. <laughs> Not trying to be. Am I who I am? Do I belong in my own body? Oh. In my own skin? No. I. Well, no, sorry, I didn't mean to speak for you. <laughs> no, I don't. I think what you're looking for is nope. I s- no, I found it. I found nope. All right, speaking of nope, nope came out this weekend. It's a big holiday, Nope Day. We all celebrate. That's it. right. Noah's uh, Noah's new favorite holiday, Nope Day. Yes, uh, and in honor of that, I have ranked my top five uh, variants of no. Lots of different ways to say no. Okay. These days, in these troubled times we have. I uh, number five. I've gone nonverbal with a th- simple thumbs down. Thumbs down. The thumbs down, okay. yeah. The Siskel and Ebert special. Yes, the uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Gladiator, whose well, name I don't know. Those were wrong, though. Uh, yes. Down meant live, up meant die. Oh my God, that's right. Yeah, they flipped it in the movie. I'll never not. I'll never not forget that, and <laughs> then be reminded of it and think, "What the fuck?" I. <laughs> uh, but yeah, classic. Can't go wrong. Okay. I uh, number four got got a little weird with it. A little flair. Uh, not a phrase that I use often, but one that I'm happy exists to to brighten up people's day with, no way, Jose. It's got a name in there. It rhymes. Yeah. It's it's just it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's not fun to say no. You know, you want to say yes. I think it's it's fine to say no in some circumstances. It's 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 always fine to say no. I, but it's not always fun. Sure. I. Number three, the titular nope. Okay. I uh, very uh, very casual, very uh, very good in the circumstances you see in a movie. See something you don't like, just nope right out of there. It's mm-hmm. become its own uh, its own action. It's a verb now, as well as just a negative declaration. And that's a uh, that's a big achievement for a word mm-hmm. to re-enter the lexicon in that way. Uh, number two. 
is one that's really come up with me in the past uh, couple of years or so. Uh, and it is under no circumstances. Yes, you do say that. That's true. Yeah, I've uh, I've noticed that's really uh, that's really added to my own uh, my own personal lexicon. It's a lot of fun. Speaking of, and it's just, it's very it's very declarative. When you want to say not only no, but absolutely not. Right. There will never be a scenario in which that happens. Right. You could list any outcome. None of them have right. that happening. I uh, I like that about it. It's very good. It's good for Definitive. me. Definitive. Exactly. Now, number one, nah. Yeah, I was waiting for nah. Nah. Why do you like nah so much? I don't know. It just feels good. It feels good to say. It feels good to say nah. Yeah. It's one, it's a, uh, it's like, a, it's like onomatopoetical. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, just onomatopoetic? I don't know. Uh, do I know? Nah. Nah, I don't know. It just, it flows out. It feels good, but still, despite being so casual, so sort of just tossed aside, uh, you can't uh, you can't argue with it. You can't argue with a nah. It's like all right, that was that was full uh, full blown no. Okay. But just said better. Did, did, do you think I missed any? Are there any you were waiting for? Well, there's the uh, the the '90s one where you say the thing and then give a big not. Oh yeah, it. sure, sure. Because that is a way of saying no. Right. Yeah. Um. You know, do you want to go to the grocery store? I do want to go to the grocery store. Not. Yeah. You know. Uh, Revived I, in Borat. Yep, I'm a fan of uh mm. Ah oh, yeah. Mm mm. Mm Uh don't think so. Don't think so is good. Um Don't go there. Don't go short. <laughs> Talk to the hand. You said uh nah, right? Yes. Or no um no, you know, before you've said that I had a different variation of it. Like I like there's two. There's nah and then there's no. Nah? I no, I can't think of the other one now. Nah? Nah is good. That's not what yeah. I was thinking. Nah is It was a runner-up for me. Yeah, it was on the short list. Nah. What about uh, nah? Uh, I think that's brand new. I think you just invented there was that a, now. There was a phrase that I flipped like six months ago. Do you remember this? And I said, I think it was uh, Doki Oki. Okay. Or Doke Okay. No. Oki. No. Okay. It would be Doki Oki. Is that what I said, though? Sounds good to me. Hmm. What's another thing like, like that that's like okay? Uh, let's see. You betcha, isn't it? No, uh, no, no. it was like two sounds, like dope. For sure, chauffeur. No, yeah, chauffeur. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> that's what I'm not uh, deciding what to give my grandmother. Chauffeur. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I think you got them all. Uh, aside from the ones that I mentioned. Indeed. Uh, so let's move on then to our top five. Uh, oh, what about, uh, Newman? Uh, uh, uh. Oh, sure. Is that a way to say no? Uh, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Not in my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The finger wag. Not in my house. That's right. A little specific, I think, for the list. But, uh, timeless. Uh, so yeah, our real uh, our real top five here. Uh, number one, or the Jerry, the Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, I don't think so. I don't think so. It's great. I. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Nope. Stop. Nope. Opened at number one mm-hmm. with forty four point three million dollars. Uh, at number two, Thor: Love and Thunder 
with 22.5 million. That was a 51.6% drop. That's up to 276.6 total. Minions the Rise of Gru came in at number three with 18 million, a 32.8% drop. That's up to 298.1. Where the Crawdad sang at number four with 10.3 million, a 40% drop. That's up to 38.3 million dollars. And Top Gun Maverick came in at number five with 10.2, a 16.5% drop. Does it again for a total of 635.8 million. When you think of uh, the rise of Gru, where yeah. do you think that at the end of the movie he should be? Uh, he's he at the beginning of the movie. He's a kid, yeah, who is trying to like get into. He's, he's trying to get into like the League of Evil or whatever. Right. But he's like a little kid. Yeah. What at the end of the movie would would consider? Would you consider a rise of Gru? Uh, I think he needs to be, uh, if not at the peak of his powers, uh-huh. uh, at a, at a certain stage of evil dominance. Okay, he's not quite there. Like he okay. has the respect of. He's defeated like well, with the help of the minions. Defeated like three uh, other villains who are composed of the League of Evil or whatever they're called. Okay, but he's not like has like the resource. I don't know. There's not just a big something... deal yet. No, but I mean, he's not a big deal in Despicable Me either. That's kind of the point of that. Is he's like a low level villain. Is that true? Yeah, yeah he's trying. He's trying to make his mark. He wants okay. to steal the moon to be like. He doesn't think he's respected as a villain. Okay. Um, well, you gotta watch Spookle Me again. You don't remember it? I don't remember that part. I remember the part where the girl goes, it's so fluffy, and that's that was great. great. That's great part. Great that's, part. I think that's all I need, really. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. An Age of Ultron for you situation. Yeah. You know? It's just like, that doesn't happen. There is yeah. no Age of Ultron. It's like the I week and a half Ultron of Ultron. Was a, yeah, I mean, hey, listen. You know, there have been wars that were fought in less time that we've given names to. Yeah. But we don't call them the Hundred Years War. Those wars last... Not a hundred years? No, but like 70-ish. Okay. Well, you can call this the Month of Ultron, then. I I think that's generous. Well, 70 to 100 in a week... What, 70 to 100 is three quarters? Yeah. All right, fine. (laughs) The three quarters... We still... We have to get all the way to an age. An age is a long time. That's not true. Babies are one, and they're the age of one years old. <laughs> That's a good point. The baby's age of Ultron. <laughs> the, the infancy the, of yeah. Ultron's age. The still in the little bassinet in the hospital of Ultron. Oh, baby Ultron. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Nope. As you said, open to $44 million. It is the best opening for an original film since, take a wild guess. Us. Correct. <laughs> Since 2019's Us. Uh, it's, this opening is obviously... Us opened to like 71, so this is obviously lower for a few reasons. Um, this film is not as straightforward a sell as Us. This was a mysterious sci-fi flick. Us was marketed, positioned as a... I understand the basic plot horror film. Your doppelganger comes to kill you. The biggest reason this opened lower, however, is that this wasn't the follow-up to get out. Following up a critical and commercial phenomenon is always going to help you out, especially from an exciting marquee new filmmaker. The reviews were there for us, but the cinema score was just okay. It was a B, same as Nope. 
So now you're coming three years after a big hit that wasn't as beloved as the film before. This makes sense. I mean, we all were expecting more, but look, this is just below the opening weekends of last year's A Quiet Place Part 2 and Halloween Ends. And yes, this had better reviews than those and in a much healthier marketplace, but those were sequels to huge breakout hits. Even with a $68 million budget, any studio would kill for this kind of opening for a wholly original script. It's slightly disappointing. Sure, and the legs are gonna could be rough. I expect them to be rough. Uh, this doesn't have any real, you have to see this moment coming out of it that I think sure. general audiences are going to tell their friends about. Um, although next month is pretty barren, but for now, it's a great number for an original film and an okay number for Peel. He'll be fine, though I wouldn't expect a $70 million budget next time out, Mr. Peel, unless you've got a whopping crowd pleaser again and hopefully a big name. Um, and the this continues the box office winning streak. I also missed the part. I missed the two sentences here. Nope also had lower star waters than us, which not only had Lupita, but was reuniting two of the stars of Black Panther a year after that film came out. And honestly, I thought Universal could have really sold the Kaluuya Peel reunion more than they did, if at all. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this, you know, we were hoping for 60 plus, but it came in quiet. They, uh, they dropped the review embargo real close, which is either one of two things. They didn't want anything to leak out or Universal wasn't super confident with how reviews were going to go. Yeah. But they were fine and good enough to have a bunch of uh, of marquee uh, blurbs. You know, the best film of the year, terrifying, shit they could have thrown on trailers and posters leading up to the film's release. But um, the B-plus cinema score, it's not the movie people think it's going to be. And I think that we're just... Uh, I, I, I'd be surprised if it gets much over 100, but... Listen, uh, he is a marquee filmmaker, and, and they have to hit this kind of plateau eventually. But um, I, I do think that coming off of us, which I don't think was as well regarded as, as, as certainly we thought it was, um, and the, uh, you know, us just had like his next film after Get Out. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a huge it was a huge moment of excitement. Now he's just a known commodity, right? And. Yeah, not every movie that he makes can be a home run critically and commercially. Right. Like even the even the exciting young bright uh, blue chippers they'll make a uh, they'll make a really good movie that does uh, pretty well. Mm-hmm. And that's what this is going to be and it's going to be his uh, his least successful yes of the movies certainly. by 3. I uh, and that's fine. Something's got to be. Something's got to be, and it's disappointing that it was the movie that he said. You know, he wrote it during the pandemic, and and he said, you know, um, th- we're all worried about theatrical viability in the marketplace. So I wanted to create a spectacle, and you can feel that with this movie. I mean, yeah. there are shots. Of the, first of all, the movie is gorgeous. We didn't talk about this. Gorgeously shot. Hoyt yes. Van Hoytema. Did there? There are certain shots, especially of the sky. You know, there's that one shot where it's like leading you to a point in the sky and then the the ufo goes there and then it's leading over here and then it goes all throughout the sky sure but also like the the shot that we saw in the trailer of kaluuya on horseback being chased by the thing is just stunning and just like so cool on a big screen um 
You know, so he did do that. He just, it's its not, I don't think, what people were hoping for. And again, the premise, you know, they hid the fact that it was uh, an alien for a little bit. And then the idea of, okay, it's an alien. What else is happening here? Right. And it turns out, not much. The movie is very, um, you know, it's, I don't, it's not as, I, I truly think it's, it's maybe more complex than the other two because it just doesn't put forward all its ideas as um, kind of forthright as Get Out and Us. I think those movies are much more blatant about what they're about. So therefore, on the surface, this movie seems more simple because a lot of the messages and the coding behind it is a lot more subtle. Um, And yeah, Us had had such a hook and this just didn't, you know. Yeah, which but it still still did really well. 44 is a good not, number. 44 a, is a good number, yeah. and I'm hoping that it uh, it does what most things uh, have been doing, drop off next weekend, and then and then you got Bullet Train, which I don't know what that'll do. That, that could open to 15, and I would not be surprised at this point. What's uh, it hoping for? Like what would be like a good, reasonable yeah, number? Yeah, like for, the, for the, the Bullet Train community, like what, what are they sitting around being like, man, I hope we open to 35? Yeah, I'm going to look what the budget is. 35 would be very good. Cuz yeah, Cause I don't have a budget for it. Um I am I'm going into Bullet Train as uh, myself just expecting like 20 if they're lucky. Yeah. If they if the stars align. It's so get weird. 20 when for that, when that was announced, it was like it was announced during the pandemic and it was like, you know, Brad Pitt's going to save independent film. And uh-huh. It was like, not independent film, sorry, uh, original film. Yeah. And like so much is riding on this, much like so much was riding on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which by the way was Quentin Tarantino, Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, opened three million less than Nope. Also cost $90 million. So don't sit here on opening weekend of Nope and go, what a bomb. Yeah. And you can't, you, once upon a time, can't open a 41. And then we're like, well, it's a huge monster hit for adult audiences. Um, both can be true. So, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with Bullet. I just feel like it's just, there's nothing, no noise about it. But I'll tell you what's going to happen with Bullet Train. I, I want to see it. I'm going to love it. I'm going to go there ready to love it. That's what I'll say. I'll go there ready to love it. Yeah. And then I hope you what do. happens happens. But I hope know. you do. Um, all right. Nothing else open this weekend. So let's move into our second weekends. Where the Crawdads Sing, uh, as you said, dropped 40%, 10 million bucks. This is, as I said last week, this could have cratered, but there's nothing else really like it in the marketplace, whereas it's, a, it's for... Um, not only adult women, because there are movies for adult women out, and I'll talk about one uh, in a second, but um, certainly just like women of young women, you know, it's a drama. Right. And uh, $38 million, it's going to cross 40 like today probably, and it's going to get over 50. It could get to 60, nay, 65. So huge hit, I would say. Where the crawdads um, sing, as, as everything everything that's holding turns out to be holding really well. Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank, only dipped thirty eight percent in weekend two in the seventh place, three point seven million this weekend, thirteen total. So 
the drop is low, but the opening weekend number wasn't there, and therefore this will crap out with, you know, around 20 if it's lucky. And uh, also in the second weekend, Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. A wonderful title. Um, added 21 theaters. It's now playing in over 1,000 over there in 10th place. 1.4 million. It dropped under 28%. It has 4 million total. Don't sleep on this thing. Um, it could get to 10. Well, I mean, we'll see. If it adds more theaters and can ease that hold and make a million more a couple weekends in a row, I mean, th- this could play like a little small-scale hit. If we're talking about Marcel, the shell with shoes on, being like maybe A24's next little tiny thing that moves. Yeah. We got to be talking about Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris as well. So, uh, very exciting for indie movie going. Um, even though, like, these numbers are just, like, so low compared to what other things could do. Yeah. But they are, a, they're just, they're playing in a different pool. Yes. You know, if Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris makes $10 million, like, that's cool. If Marcel the Shell with Shoes on uh, finds a way to make $10 million, uh, that is. That's not just like, oh, good for them. Like, that's good. It is good. It's just that they're, they're basically completely different things. I don't from... know about that shell making 10. But... Well, yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm just saying whether or not it does. Like, if it did, that would be, like, good. Not just, sure. well, good, good for them, I guess. Yes. They're just, you got, you got to think of them as a, a, the furthest thing possible from... Like Top Gun Maverick. Only three movies in history have made over $10 million in their ninth weekends when being wide for all nine weekends. Titanic, Avatar, Top Gun Maverick. Just absolutely insane. It, this weekend, it passed Frozen at the worldwide box office. It is now the 17th biggest film of all time worldwide. It will pass, it'll certainly pass Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom in a few weekends and could even pass The Last Jedi to crack the top 15 worldwide. And remember, this is an American movie. Yes. So, which just goes to show. the Navy. But it's part of that thing where it's like, you know, when we cater to blockbusters outside of here with like their stars or their sensibilities or their locations... It's not a commodity to them. They're like, we have movies set here. We have those stars in our movies. What we don't have is Tom Cruise flying an American plane around. And so it becomes like a a rarity. And therefore, they might be more likely to see it. Plus, I bet it doesn't hurt that uh, in Top Gun, you know, we talked about this. They're just up against the enemy. Right. It's not America taking on those dirty Russians or whatever. Yes. Just we're just fighting someone. Who knows who? Also this week, Top Gun Maverick is now the ninth biggest film domestically. It has broken the top ten. It has knocked The Avengers. Ten years ago, The Avengers down a spot. And it's gunning for Jurassic World 653. It needs 18 more million to do that? No. Yes. 18 more million to do that? And so, therefore, it needs, like, 26 more to beat Titanic. It's going to do it. Oh, yeah. And I don't want to say anything about Avengers Infinity War 678, but 
If they want to re-release this maybe early next year, back in IMAX, it could happen. But the point is, in its original run, it will beat all but one Star Wars movie. Um, Titanic, Jurassic World, and the first Avengers film. Let, let alone, you know, the Dark Knights of the world and stuff. Like, this is crazy. And it is the uh, the ninth biggest film of all time. All it's right, insane. And I look forward to the uh, Paramount Plus series about Hangman coming out in two years. I mean, I'd watch the shit out of that, but uh, he he needs he just needs to be into the next movie. Come on now. All right, uh, that's all I got. Well, then it's time to play everybody's favorite game. Did, Did it make more or less than, than American, American Made? Made. We all know how to play. I name a movie. You tell me whether it made more or less than American made at the box office. For a bonus point, you can tell me what year the movie came out. Are you ready to play? Yep. Wonderful. Your first film is Happy Death Day. The first one? Yeah. I'm going to say the less. franchise starter. Uh, Happy Death Day made more. Okay. In fact. It was a franchise starter. 2000 and... Let's see. The sequel came out in like 19? No. 20? When did that sequel come out? I'm going to say 18 for the first one. 17. 17. 17. All right. All right. You got, uh, got plenty of games. We're left all to play. waiting on Happy Death Day Tree. You certainly are. Come on, Peacock. It could be a Peacock movie. That'd be great. I'd be fine with it. Sure. I'd like to see it in a theater, but I'd, I just wanted it all. I agree. Complete your trilogy. I, your second film, I, one of uh, one of both of our all-time favorite movies, Gangster Squad. It's got to be less. It does have to be less. That is correct. Okay, that was supposed <laughs> to come out in 2012. But was delayed due to a very sad and unfortunate event in July of that year. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Okay. Yes, I do. To early, I believe July even, or J- January even, uh, 2013. That is correct. Yeah. For a quick two points, you are right back into this. I uh, Full disclosure, I have not seen Gangster Squad. Oh, it's not very good. I saw uh, it on an aeroplane. All right. That's a uh, that's a good uh, a good place to see anything. Any movie that uh, we look back on and go, I don't really I don't really want to have seen this. We can just tell people we saw it on an airplane. Yeah. Uh, your third film, I have seen, unfortunately not on an airplane. Uh, the, uh, the hats were the stars of the Adjustment Bureau. More. That movie was a hit. It was a hit. Yeah, it movie. made su- surprisingly more. <laughs> that movie was a hit. Uh, Jesus Christ, 2011. Right on the money. Yeah. Right on all the money Early that Emily the Adjustment Blunt. Bureau made. I. Uh, who's the guy in that? Matt Damon. Damon. It was Damon. Yeah. Who directed? Was it Doug Lyman? I uh, that I do not know. I. Uh, what a weird fucking movie that was uh how long all right you type adjustment into google it does not autocorrect with bureau ever 
which I think is uh, quite the shame. The best. Anthony Mackie, John Slattery, and Terrence Stamp. What was this film? Uh, it was directed by one George Nolfi. Okay. Uh, he also wrote it. He is the man responsible for... Uh, oh, he wrote Ocean's 12 and The Born Ultimatum. Okay. Would go on to direct Allegiance. So he knows Matt Damon. Yes. Uh, yeah, he directed uh, uh, Allegiance, the television series. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, not the Divergent film. I. Uh, so yeah, that was a a, a quick a quick comeback, rattle two off, get All a right. nice four point win. Uh, come and gone from a theater near you. Are you ready to go back? It seems like you want to go in back time. time before you mess that <laughs> I up. I certainly do. Unfortunately, I don't have that option. You do though. So here we go, all the way back to 2013. This is week 29, July 19th. There are four films in question here. It's 2013, so we got on the charts, Man of Steel. We got Man. Monsters University. Yeah. We have World War Z. Correct. We got whatever the hell the July 4th movie was. We have any movie that came out in July. Huh. I know the Junes. Yeah, you crushed them. Uh, what was Marvel doing? Iron Man. They didn't have a July movie. Iron Man 3. On the chart. That is, I'm sure it's somewhere. Yes, that is all the way Star down. Star Trek 32. Beyond on the chart. Probably lower than Iron Man. No? I was working on it. I thought it was there. Hmm. It might be. I don't see it, though. It's not a Transformers. Uh, Into Darkness was the Star Trek. Did I say Beyond? Yes. I meant Into Darkness. Pacific Rim? Is that one of your guesses, or are you yeah. just still naming the chart? One of my guesses. Uh, no, Pacific Rim had come out the week prior. Oh, I had one, though. I yeah, you're close. Pacific you're getting closer. Rim. Uh, all right, give me a clue. Horrible bosses. No. Uh, uh, all right. You're bad teacher. No. Your uh, first film, open number one. I uh, Cowboys and Aliens. No. No. I uh, big hit. Neither of us had seen until recently. Oh, so it was on our flop. <laughs> big hit, but we haven't seen it until. Why did we watch it recently? It seemed like it was time. For an upcoming movie? Uh, it's just just a blind spot that we wanted to cover. What? You never do that. For a big hit movie? Yeah. Hits can be good. Was it? Yeah. Sequel? Has there been a sequel, you yeah. mean, or is it a sequel? Oh. The first one and the second. Uh, yes, there has been a sequel. And is this a sequel? No. This is the first did we, one. Did we see the sequel? No, not yet. Not yet, but no. we're planning on it. Yeah. Well, The Conjuring. There it is. Yeah. We almost watched kind of a sequel. <laughs> what, Annabelle? Yeah. I watched that yesterday. Yeah? Any good? I told you I would. 
That was boring. Yeah, I figured. Two stars. Boring. All right. A lot of character work, which I appreciated. But well, uh, what else are you gonna do? You got a fucking doll. Boring. No, the there. doll doesn't do. And there's one. Of course point, not. It's a doll. There's one point what where the do. There's one point where the doll is standing in a room. Uh huh. And I was like, holy shit, is it all about to move or speak? And the doll levitated, and I was like, well, that's cool. Is it going to do anything? And then it didn't. I, I dare a doll to levitate and come at me. No. I will defeat it. The whole thing with <laughs> one Annabelle. One on one. The whole thing, whole thing with Annabelle is, so the ne- they're next. these people's next door, and she gets the doll. Yeah. The doll's like, fine, I think. Okay. Their next door neighbors, their daughter... Has joined a cult, nice, and comes back and kills them. That's her. Tough. Her her parents. Okay, okay. The girl's parents. Then she goes to the neighbor's house, our main characters, and attacks her. And the girl's pregnant. She stabs her in the side of the stomach. Everyone's like, "Oh no!" And then she locks herself in a room with the doll, and then she cuts her throat over the doll. Okay. And you see, like, see some blood drip on the doll. Uh huh. It's a pretty convoluted beginning to this film. And then. Uh, Nothing happens for like an hour, and the movie's an hour and a half. Um, nice. So, really surprising. So, it turns out that they want to give a body to a demon, like a goat demon, like a goat. Okay. Ram. The cult does? Like servants is... of the ram or something is what they're called. Uh, so, like, the big monster that she sees, like, twice is, like, a ram dude. Cool. Eh. But, um... This some of the direction shoddy, but it's like a ram dude. I'm like, okay, well, so Annabelle is just like a thing. Like she's, I don't really know what she's doing here. Levitating, <laughs> being choke slammed by me. Whatever, it's pretty. Boring. Come at me, doll. Uh, anyway, the Conjuring though. Yeah. That opened to something. Yeah, that opened to um, 41. That is exactly right. Yeah. Nailed the Conjuring. Huge hit. On to your next film, which opened at number three Good. on the box Clue. office. Uh, the Watch. No, this is for children. G4. No, hold on. Now give me a clue. Uh, G-Force? Not quite. Oh, Smurfs, too. No. I, now I got to make sure I'm remembering what G-Force is. It's like guinea pigs I, fighting okay. crime. Fighting crime. All right. Well, they're, they're not like spies. I gotcha. All right. Then no, that uh, yeah. <laughs> that's my, not all this is. No, not really. Uh, it is. It is about a creature, uh, an animal of uh-huh. sorts. Yeah. Uh, it's not Pete's dragon. Who does uh, obtain pretty ironic powers? Magical powers? I don't know. Is it animated? Yes. Do we see it? Uh, I didn't. I doubt you've seen it. Was there a sequel? You never know. Obviously I don't think not. so. Obviously not. It opened in third place. No, I need another clue, my man. All right. Let's see. I, a creature. Yeah. And more of a... Uh, more of a, uh, a creepy crawly. Bit of a bit of a slimy creature, this. Oh... Turbo. There it is. Yeah. Got it. Open yeah, turbo. Tw- the fast snail. You know, snails are pretty slow, in fact. I've heard. Not turbo, though. 23. 21.3. Close. So you just you move the three over. But uh, that is very close, yes. In third place, turbo. 
with 21.3. Uh, we move away from R.I.P.D. from the kids and go down to the seventh spot Which where R.I.P.D. sits. That open this weekend? Yes, it did. So Ryan Reynolds had two movies open that weekend. Was he in Turbo? Yeah, he was the main. He was Turbo. He was Turbo. I think so. The snail. Pretty sure. Man, that's gonna be. You know, you know how I always like to have those in the bank if I ever run into a famous actor. You gonna say Turbo? Yeah, I want to be like, man, <laughs> fucking Turbo ruled. When, dude. when we go see Ben Schwartz in September, you can also he's in Turbo too. You can mention Turbo. Perfect. You can uh, also mention it. To, holy shit! You can also mention Turbo to Paul Giamatti, Samuel Jackson, Michael Pena, Luis Guzman, Bill Hader, Snoop Dogg, Maya Rudolph. Ken Jeong, Michelle Rodriguez, Richard Jenkins, Kurtwood Smith. <laughs> Kurtwood Smith does not remember Turbo. <laughs> he would think I was a crazy person. He would call the police. <laughs> and he'd be right to do it. Ben Schwartz will remember his time as Skidmark. Naturally. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, what did R.I.P.D. open to a movie we did watch for the tournament? Yes, 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 yes. 11. 12.6. Quite good. Thank you. I, and anyway. I, and anyway. Your fourth film in number five. These went one, three, five, seven. Uh, I, three was for the kiddos. Five for the, for the grown-ups. Yeah. Larry Crown. No. Think about the adultos that want something a little more exciting than Larry Crown. Sexy? I don't think so. Mm. Maybe a little, but like, no, that's not the point. But exciting. Did you see this? No. Why? Didn't want to. (laughs) You may have seen the first one. I don't know. It's a sequel. Did I I let that out? Yeah, it's Red (laughs) 2. It's a sequel. that to be over with, huh? Yeah. Uh, no, it just seemed like it seemed like there was a uh, red two. Yeah, red two. Red, and I was like, "Why does everybody love this?" And the second one came out, and I said, "Okay, well, I won't see that." And I didn't, and it also didn't do well. I'm gonna say fourteen, eighteen. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, less than the first one. Yeah, but still, look at this weekend: The Conjuring, forty-one; Turbo, twenty-one; Red two, eighteen; R.I.P.D. all the way down in seventh. With 12. Wasn't it lovely? Wasn't uh, it beautiful? Yeah. What was number two? Despicable Me 2 <sighs> with 24. Number four was Grown Ups 2 with 19. <sighs> number six was Pacific Rim with 16. What a lame chart. Well, yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, but if you go down to uh, the 17th spot, you could Fruitvale Station in hey, the second weekend. Hey, yeah, cool. Uh, did you like This is the End? Did I like it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you not like it? I I don't recall. Like I don't I don't recall liking nor disliking it. I don't think I had much of an opinion. We should watch it. Maybe. That was with Jay Baruchel. That was that one. Yeah, they're all playing themselves. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's a uh, didn't really leave an impression there. Womp 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 womp. The trailer music. Nice. Love all that. right. No, we got an early reaction. Very happy to hear that. Um. A lot of trailers happened because of Comic-Con. I would have done Black Panther, but uh, it was like a, we need to just watch this kind right. of thing. Um, so instead, we're going to do one that you have yet to see, and it's this with all the writing on the screen. Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves. This is, of course, based on the uh, famous game Dungeons & Dragons and the uh, classic uh, 70s film Thief. <laughs> So we're going to watch this trailer. Noah has not seen it. 
So this is going to be all new to him, and we're going to pause the recording, give you our instant reaction, uh, and then Noah will predict the opening weekend. Here we go. Don't worry. We'll cut the feed, but it won't sound weird. And I'll tell you why, because as always, it'll be seamless. Well, I want a whole lot of love indeed. I sure do, Noah. Will this movie get a whole lot of love? Dungeons and Dragons... Honor Among Thieves, March 3rd, 2023, written and directed by Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly, who, of course, brought us, uh, I just got to keep going to their thing. They wrote Horrible Bosses, Cloud of the Chance of Meatballs 2, they wrote Spider-Man Homecoming, they directed Game Night, Um, I'm a big fan of theirs in general, Uh, they were going to direct The Flash at one point, I bet they're... Wiping their brow yeah. about that one. Plus, I mean, what a cast. Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, Reggae Jean Page, Justice Smith, Sophie Lillis, and Hugh Grant. What did you think of the trailer? I thought the trailer seemed good. Mm-hmm. I think it seems like it might be good. Uh, which is not something you'd really expect for a Dungeons & Dragons movie, so that's nice for them. Uh-huh. I... Like Chris Pine, I'm not usually overly fond of Michelle Rodriguez, but she seems to be doing well in this. She's she's in her zone here. I I like when that one character turned into the owl bear. Sophia Lillis. She Uh, plays a druid. Yeah, very cool. I yeah, I could I could really see this movie going either way. Could see it being I agree. like I agree. a a sort of surprising fun adventure, or, could or be I like could a see a cheap it, Seventh Son kind of thing. Yeah, and also that like thinks it's funny but isn't. Right, but that's one of the things. You know, it's like everyone online has been like, it's like they're doing the Guardians playbook, right? Right. But here's the thing: with these kind of movies, you have to get character in first, because otherwise you're dealing with a Warcraft where like. I don't want to go see the movie for any of these people in it. Right. So therefore I'm just seeing it for the creatures, which look generic. Whereas this is building it on. You're going to want to see this team interact with each other. And that's going to get you to go see the movie. It's like, it's why the other transformers movies haven't done well. It's because, you know, I'm not just going to credit Shia, but Shia and the writers and stuff made same with wiki a presence that you want to see. He's a good foil for the audience. Sure. Cade Yeager is nothing to anybody. Uh, and, and again, like all these medieval movies that have failed, like seventh son and, and air Aragorn and, and all this. Yeah. Is it? The so, sorcerer's apprentice sorcerer's apprentice and Warcraft. Like it's cause you watch it and you're like, well, I, who, I don't want to see any of these people. Why yeah. do I care? But these guys seem like fun. I agree. I natural uh, chemistry too, especially for Chris. And like, if they're doing Guardians of the Galaxy, like, good, fine. Yes, like, everyone likes Guardians o- of the Galaxy. It's better to rip off than remake. You make the next movie instead of the sequel to the movie. Yeah, and, you know, we all we all love when a new heist movie comes out or when a new, like, neo-noir thriller. Like, there can just be a pretty good iterations of a genre or idea every mm-hmm. few years. We haven't seen the Guardians of the Galaxy in a little while, uh, except for briefly in that one movie. Uh, so, yeah, fine. <laughs> Do that. Do it more. Make more versions of things that people like. Um, it's a, called a formula. 
and their formulas for a reason. So I really hope it's good. I have faith in the directors, and it's a banger of a cast, so I'm hoping for a good time. March uh, something, uh, t- 3rd, 2023, uh-huh. what do you have it opening to? I don't see a world in which this is like a big deal. Mm-hmm. I do see a world in Unless, which like reviews are fucking nuts. Sure. Yeah, I guess I guess that if could be. Critics yeah, are like it's like the most it's Jumanji level fun. Yeah. I know to you that might not be a big Oh, you you you've enjoyed well, the Jumanji. Yeah, well, movies. I mean that matters to people, clearly. Right. If they they're like, like this is this is the next like family-friendly huge fun thing. Yeah. yeah. I but I do see a world in which it opens fine and does respectably. Do you have mm-hmm. any idea what this cost? I've got my know. I've got my guess locked in, so that no. won't affect. I it. would I would hope it's closer to one thirty than uh-huh. one sixty, but I'm gonna guess one. I'm gonna guess between fifty and eight one fifty one eighty. Okay, that's crazy. <laughs> that's cuckoo banana times. I agree. I agree. I uh, because Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves is probably gonna open closer to like twenty five million dollars. Okay. Uh, that would not be great. No, that's but I, not a franchise starter. Gross, but we'll see. No, I would say the high end of what this opens to, and this is with like without stellar reviews. Like this is okay. like like let's just let's not go. It's a bomb, and let's not go. People are like it's as good as the first Guardians. Go see it. Sure, nice middle where it gets like an eighty seventy nine on tomatoes. Critics are like it's a fun time. Yeah. And there's like really nothing else out. I say the ceilings at forty. Okay, like that's the thing where it's like, especially in March. I would say forty is like, a, oh wow, you know. But we'll see. I don't see it. That's not what I'm predicting. I'm just saying <laughs> yeah. I can see that number happening. Okay. All right. No, recommend a movie for the folks for this week slash weekend. I DC Super Pets. No. Is it called League of Super Pets? That seems true, yeah. Okay, so it's uh, called DC Super Pets. <laughs> so listen, a lot of you motherfuckers went and saw Nope. And that was cool. I appreciate it. I think re-releasing everything everywhere all at once. Yes, there's Just eight, the release schedule. There's eight minutes of footage extra and outtakes at the end. Okay. Uh, or something. That's, uh, that's fine. I, oh, is that that podcast movie? Vengeance? I don't know. Oh yeah, the, the other back. yeah the other wide open. Uh, it is DC League of Super Pets. Yeah, I was looking at the uh, looking at the upcoming things. Uh, we appreciate you going to see Nope. Don't appreciate the B Cinema Score. Yeah, like just be be okay with so it. So sorry I guess. this wasn't like funny or scary. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So sorry no, you, you didn't you didn't walk out thinking I'm so smart. I got that Get Out was about you know it's like. So sorry you to think a little bit. Yeah. I. Uh, so I, pursuant of our wants to go see this movie and haven't gotten there yet and need it, needing it to hold on for another week, I would encourage you all to go see Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. Okay. I. Because it seems like fun. Yeah, it's supposed to be great. And uh, you and I are both looking forward to it. And we're Take gonna need family. it. We're gonna need it to last Take another family, week. Yeah. So let's uh, let's pump up those numbers, guys. Pump the jams. Pump it up. Uh, yeah. Like the shoes, like the pump shoes. Yep. Let's sing that song. The dude. yeah. I, know. I don't want. I was, I was thinking how uh, in his uh, in his rapper gimmick days, John Cena had the pump shoes, 
and he would always pump them up before delivering his finishing maneuver. So in the ring, he would bend down and pump his shoes. He would. That dude was. He'd be clown. very theatrical about it. But like, like I like John Cena now. Sure. You know what I mean? But like yeah. looking back on his whole shtick. Wasn't he just a big clown? Yeah. Yeah, he really was. I think that was his point. Was he like, I want to be the lamest motherfucker on earth. I, I'm i wearing jorts. No, I think... Uh, I mean, I think there was a degree to it. Because he started out as a bad guy when he was doing the rapper gimmick. But no, I think he was I think he was supposed to be like legit cool. And as a, uh, as a young dork myself, he was very cool. Hold on. How old were you when he came on the scene? I as a good guy. You that he he was not a middle school presence, was he? He 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 started doing his stuff around like two thousand three, two thousand four. Like he was okay. So you're like seventh, eighth grade. All right, fine. Yeah, I think I think I think two thousand four was when he was on his big like U.S. title run. All right, two thousand five, he won his first world championship, and it was off to the races. Okay, we got the Marine. Um... I'm saying go see Nope. Nope was good. Going with an open mind. I love Nope. Nope. I think it's his second best movie. Um, I like how challenging it is, and it really makes you think about what it's about. And also, like I said earlier, the visuals are go see it in IMAX. It looks so good. Yeah, and it looks so good. I think it's important to know that like Nope is a lot more uh, reserved in what it's about than these other movies, but it. This isn't like 2001 A Space Odyssey. No, it's funny. It's not challenging. It's funny at it's times. Just, There's a lot of yeah. creepy shit. There's stuff that'll that'll get you jumping, you know? Yeah. Uh, and the ending is thrilling. It's yes. so exciting. Yeah, it's it's very good. It's it's wonderful. So I would say go see that. Um, Justice for Gordy. I think we can all agree. Yeah, 100%. Um, and uh, What happened to it. Gordy was unjust. Plug us up. You can find us at whatsintheboxoffice.com. We are on Twitter I at WitBoxOffice. That is also our Instagram handle. I am on Twitter at Noah Drukey. Brian DeSerber, D-A-S-U-R-B-E-R. Of course, the feed for our podcast can be found anywhere podcasts are found. We are on Stitcher. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. We are on the Nope Train. Chugga chugga. Nope, nope. I... I don't know. That wasn't my best. Back to you. <laughs> well, you've warmed up the crowd. Um, next I'm week. sorry. Here's your headliner. <laughs> next week, uh, The Rock and Kevin Hart reteam for their fifth collaboration. I think about this maybe once a month. How have we not even gotten any progress on Jumanji 4? Oh, sure. Because what's the, the first Jumanji? What's the problem? I don't know. They were huge, crowd-pleasing mega-hits. That's a no-brainer. Anyway, it's baffling, but they it's made... It's going to come out as soon as well, Deadpool does. But they made this movie, um, so we'll see if uh, if they still have uh, Juice to, uh, together. And it's Kevin Hart's first like on-screen movie in years? On like the big screen? Yeah. We're excluding the man from Toronto. Man from Toronto. We're excluding fatherhood. We're excluding, he has not, he's got another one coming up with Mark uh, Wahlberg that's going to be on uh, Netflix. He's a Netflix boy. And yeah. 
Uh, so the, if you want to see Kevin Hart and or hear Kevin Hart's voice, this is one of the only places you'll ever be able to do it. But uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, it's a big test for Dwayne Johnson and DC. And can no hold? I don't think so. But if you all go see it, it might. So please do that. I think it's troubling that The Rock is playing Superdog and also Black Adam, yeah. who was born a slave until he died. <laughs> I think it's troubling that Keanu Reeves is playing Batman and the Baba Yaga? <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, they, those don't really exist within the same uh, sphere. I think it's even more troubling that Kevin Hart is playing Batman's dog and guy from 40-Year-Old Virgin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everyone says should only... This, this, this your boy? <laughs> everyone should only be in one movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's just... Like the way it is. What if that was the case? We or here's what we need to do. Okay. And I'm actually kind of serious about this. Yeah. We need to take. We need to compile a list of like the 50 greatest actors of our time. Okay. Maybe even a hundred. Okay. And then we need to go down. We'll have it be a segment on the podcast. We'll do like 10 every episode, and we have to pick only one movie from their repertoire. Okay. That they can be in. That's interesting. All right. Everything else is deleted, and at the end. We'll see what movies are left in the history of film. All right, sure. That's a that's a that's a I fun don't thing. Know. There's no way we're going to be able to agree on uh, most of those. I don't want who. Uh, let's see. Oh God, Michael Jordan. What, what about him? That's our first one. What do you B? think? B. No. Oh, Jeffrey. I uh, all right. Michael Jeffrey Jordan. I think that's probably Space Jam. I was gonna say Jordan to the max. The document IMAX documentary. I see. Shit. All right, maybe we can't do it. We'll have to see. Um, Kevin Durant. <laughs> I, I can't think of any other. Eminem. Well, that's obviously uh, no. We're not gonna be able to agree on Eminem. You kidding me? Why? Because I'm picking Eight Mile, and well, you're picking pick. funny people. All right, you remember to use the funny people. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so is Ray Romano. You know, um, if Eminem wasn't in Funny People, it wouldn't be quite so long. It's a great scene, and it's like 30 seconds. And he yells at Ray Romano. All right, so it wouldn't help. I'll show you the clip. That's right. too long. That's enough. You've plugged us up. We're getting out of here. We'll see you next week. I've been Rose Brian. I've been Rose Noah. Until then, if you feel safe, go see a movie.